Good afternoon, planet Earth. Good afternoon to the cordwood choppers. Good afternoon to the duck hunter heroes. Good afternoon to the whales. They're out there singing songs of total revenge. It is Monday, September the 18th, 2023. It's right around 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the Olympic Peninsula. In the shadow of the Olympic mountains that stare down on us so crusty and black, they judge us as if we should be judged before the old times. Standing at the rack, looking out at our back, wondering what we did to a guy named Sid. What did we do? guy named Sid. I don't know. I was thinking about a particular topic and a Dr. Freckles quote occurred to me. Proofs for God's existence, they're a lot like Towers of Babel. We're going to build a tower to take us to heaven We will make it of steel and stone. We'll work ourselves to the bone. It should be real high. How high should it be? As high as it needs to be. Yes, we'll build the tower to heaven and shoot an arrow straight into our Lord's eye to prove we're heroes, to prove that we are amazing, that we are of renown, that we were known in those times. Mesopotamians wrote our names in mud. Yes, indeed. It is especially for intelligent folks who find themselves also to be Christians, it is appealing to believe that there is some proof, some logical proof, some mathematical proof that prove God exists. Well, didn't St. Thomas Aquinas have like three or four proofs based upon first mover? Yeah, probably. Didn't Immanuel Kant have some type of transcendental reasoning? Yeah, yeah, he had that crap. Didn't rain? They all, they all did. They all did. Even the ones that probably didn't believe had proofs for the existence of God or relatively simple proofs to say there is no God. And I would contend as a human being, a Christian, a rational person, that 
wanting to prove that God exists is a lot like building that Tower of Babel. It's a lot like thinking you can take human reasoning, human science, human technology, not in Eden, and build a magical tower to heaven. Well, that's a very human thing to do, but that doesn't make it correct. Is this to say that, well, if you can't prove God exists, Dan, then ergo, you're a fool to believe, and I'd say no. No more than having faith in other types of systems that require axioms. Axioms are base truths. Axioms in general, almost by definition, can't be proven. If you don't believe the axioms are true, your logical system is flawed. Yeah, your logical system is flawed. If you don't think the axioms are true, if someone can show they're not true, then everything you derive from them, everything you connect to them, in and of itself becomes flawed. Um, so the idea that you can't prove God exists in no way defames or denounces or ridicules Christians, I would say that you know there are many belief systems, including methodologies, sciences, that require a minimal amount of faith. And, you know, you get beyond that, you talk about wider society, things like social contract, good government, democracy, journalism, <clears throat> lawyers. You have to believe certain things are true in order to believe they're crap. And in reality, in their cases, their crap is pretty thick, very thick, laid on deep. So yeah, Dr. Freckles, I think, is right. Proofs for the existence of God are a lot like building towers of Babel, and they're filled with the same conceit. The idea that a human being can take an, in a formula, define God, but at the same time somehow show God exists without having to have, to have faith, without having to have to actually go very deep into your own soul. You can just say, I read the book, God is proven, I'll go to church on Sunday. It's not the same thing, brothers and sisters, it really isn't. If your faith is based upon reading some book that some physicist wrote, then I think your faith may be rather shaky. And any old space ghost, any old space ghost, any old traveler in their starship could say, I am Jesus. Any old space traveler could be Jesus in your book. I don't know. It's, it's a question mark, my friends. It's a question mark. I don't claim to have all the answers. But I will say this, if you're on the road with Jesus, don't be afraid to believe. Don't be afraid to believe. And I'd also say this too, I think you can say don't be afraid to know. Like I know God exists, I don't need a proof, but I can't prove it. In fact, that's the simplest way to put it. It's not just a question of faith. If you were to ask me, Dan, do you believe in God? I said, no, I know God exists. And I have, I try to keep my faith in terms of my Christian faith. Um, that's my goal because I'm a Christian. But beyond that, I don't have to tell you. 
Anyways, next topic, next topic. Here's a good advertising motto for Applebee's. Eat your fucking food. Give me your fucking money. Applebee's. Shove it down your Sclovis pipe. Don't give me any hype. Don't tickle my bone. Give me some golden stone. Applebee's. Everybody loves Applebee's. It's kind of like those Greyhound mottos I was thinking about in a previous podcast, you know. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid of the dark, Greyhound. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid of the dark. Even if you're at that Flicks bus stop across from Madison Square Garden off of 31st Street surrounded by hookahs surrounded by hoodlums surrounded by dringus freaks riding little Honda scooters don't be afraid of the dark greyhound you know ride greyhound you might get there <laughs> it's like you say to yourself you know, there's a lot of poor people. They have to ride Greyhound. Why are there so many empty seats? But I've realized Greyhound is not for the, yeah. Greyhound's not for everybody. Even if you don't have much money, it's not necessarily for you. And I don't think that their passengers make it. I also don't think they care. I mean, I, I, based upon my experiences, especially with Denver and how they canceled the bus, but there were kids and children, and the Greyhound rep was like, "What do we, we don't normally do anything, and people were like, well, you better put us up in a hotel. It's like that. You know, randomly, through improvisation, some Greyhound person might do the right thing, but the general policy is, you know, hey, you know, it's too bad. I, they left me on the street. They knew my situation. They played pretend. You know, and if I had, if I could find a lawyer who would actually take my case, I'd sue them for the, in the very least, sue them for the basic psychological damages of being abandoned in Denver and wondering if I'd be homeless there. Now, of course, is, am I blowing this up a little bit? Not really, but it doesn't really matter, right? Greyhound. No. Yeah, nothing matters. Greyhound. I like that. I couldn't care less. Ride Greyhound. And you have a bus driver standing there with a crack pipe in one hand holding a sign that says, I couldn't care less in the other. Greyhound. Ride Greyhound. When you've lost all hope. When you cannot cope. When you're looking for a rope. Ride Greyhound. Ride Greyhound, we'd love to see you get there. <laughs> Ride Greyhound, the number of kids that were abducted into trafficking last year was reduced significantly. Ride Greyhound, yeah. Anywho, next topic. So, 
I've been thinking about Gandalf, Gandalf, the fucking wizard from the Lord of the Rings Hobbit bullshit. And, and, and I'm thinking about the first book, The Hobbit and Bilbo Baggins. And he's got that really cool pad. He's got a, a walk-in freezer. He's got all the, the fixins, fresh fixins for making sandwiches and pizza. He's always got a fully cooked pie on the table, probably made by his grandma Hump the Blump down the street who lives in her own hole. And then it's like one day, you know, knock, 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 who's there? Oh, someone's gonna fuck you up. Because Gandalf, Gandalf, I don't really care or respect him enough to pronounce his make-believe name. He's kind of a grifter too, isn't he? Because he shows, I promise you adventure. I promise you excitement. But you know, I'm going to leave out other stuff that probably is horrific. And when you see it with your own eyes, you're going to have a lot of trauma, Bilbo. And then you're always going to want to use that ring because of the trauma. Fuck you, Bilbo. My name is Gandalf. I don't care about you. I'm going to use you. Fuck you, Gandalf. No, it's just I've had people in my life in the last decade that I would classify as Gandalf types. And you could say to yourself, well, isn't that a privilege to have the wizard? No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I think probably the true story, the real story of all the Gandalfs is not the one that ends up in The Hobbit, even though from, you know, my perspective, Bilbo should have stayed home. Um, but he wouldn't have saved the world. You think the only person who was going to destroy the world is Adolf Hitler. You think the only country that would have destroyed him is America. What if that's simplistic thinking? What if in reality there are lots of Hitlers and lots of potential heroes, and if a world needs saving, it doesn't necessarily require you? In fact, if someone comes to your door and says, the entire future depends upon you, I th unless, of course, it's an angel, you know, like a representative of God, but if it's not an angel, it's just some random wizard dressed in a wizard suit saying, if you don't join me, everything will be destroyed. That's not, yeah, that's not a guru, a friendly person to help teach you. Uh, that's a grifter. That's a liar. Is it the case that people should try to do their best? Yeah. Do we sometimes go on adventures? Heck yeah. But is the world going to be saved by some random human by themselves. I think even Christ would have said that's a very foolish situation to find yourself in. Christ gathered apostles. If, if he thought the answer to Christianity was for him as the Son of God to go around with laser beam eyes and set things on fire like Godzilla, I think Jesus would have done that. But he didn't. That's not what the Gospels are about. In fact, the message is that Humans, people, can become Christ-like, and they can do the right thing. And it's probably never about one person, but it is probably about enough people, enough people that care, enough believers in liberty. Lord knows who's enough.
That's the deal. The Lord in heaven knows the number. I don't. But enough people can make this world a better place, and enough people can turn it into a giant smelly swamp of disgustingness and pain. Enough people can make things better, and enough people can make things worse. I've emphasized this in other podcasts, but I keep doing it because, yeah, Gandalf is a grifter. It's never about one person or even five or six people, but it is about enough people. And that's the other thing about The Lord of the Rings. You know, you do learn about other characters, and you do have a sense that there are other forces fighting for good and blah, blah, blah. So you kind of have to accept the idea that this concept is even in in that particular storyline, that it really isn't just about Bilbo or, you know, what is it, Fredo? (laughs) Frodo? I think about Fredo like from Godfather. Somebody do something about Fredo. Yeah, Take Fredo for a boat trip. Take Fredo fishing on the lake, Bubba. He's been talking. He's been doing bad, bad things. I am Al Pacino. Fredo must die. Fredo must die. Oh, yeah. So fuck you, Gandalf. I was thinking about a song called Going Back to Scrompton. It's not Compton or Scompton or even Rompton. It's Scrompton. I'm going back to Scrompton to find my ex-wife to change my horrible life to get myself real stoned I'm going back to Scrompton going back to Scrompton to dance in the rain to be known by my spirit name to be a crazy dude walking through the grocery store getting myself that wild boar to make myself a turkey sandwich going back to Scrompton going back to Scrompton I'm going back to Scrompton to find the secret road, to meet with the turtle, to confer with the toad. I'm going back to Scrompton to make my heavy weight open up them there gates and walk to the silver. Going back to Scrompton to meet some hooker women, to make love in the city, to feel real shitty, going back to Scrompton. Because you can't go back to Scompton. That's a lesson I learned in the last four or five weeks. 
Scompton, like Eden, once it expels you, you will never ever go back. You can never go back, baby. You can't go back to Scrompton. Can't go back. The door is closed. You are hosed. Pick up that rock. Put it in a sock. Head on down the road to Grinkin Town. Cause Scompton and Scrompton and Compton are closed to you. Here's an ancient quote from pirates, seize the bay, seize the bay, seize the bay. They didn't really understand, I don't know, Cicero, whatever. So instead, they thought it meant seize the bay. You see, these are good, good kids five, six hundred years ago. But they had a really bad Latin teacher who was drunk all the time. And he'd say, seize the bay, seize the bay. And those young boys dreamt of sailing ships. He said, seize the bay, seize that bay every day. And those pirate boys became pirate men. So I was having a conversation with someone about the question of marriage. And before I offend everybody, understand this. I think marriage can work. I wasn't able to make it work. And I take a lot of ownership for why it didn't work. You know, it's easy enough to beat up on exes. But the reality is, um, you know, the reality is sometimes things don't work out. And sometimes people do screw up and make mistakes when it comes to relationships. So even though I did not have a successful marriage, I think that it's okay for people to say, I want to get married. And here's what I would tell you. Because when I got married, I was an atheist. So I, saw, I thought it was about, you know, we work hard. We save up our chingly stones with the Gresby Banks. We get our social security check filled with sand. And we get to settle someplace in a golden palace surrounded by boobies surrounded by bacon Marriages can work, I think, but I don't think they can work without God. And I'm a Christian, so now I've, you've just revealed yourself. I have.
I think you need Christ in your life if you want a marriage to work. It is my opinion. Does that mean that other cultures and other religions are only going to have divorces? No. No. I can't really say that with certainty. That's really between other people and God. But I do think, I do believe that having Christ part of the picture helps. That's my belief. I was an atheist when I got married. I had all kinds of silly beliefs about the future. I really did, on one level, have that persistent negativity since I was a little kid. But it was covered up by a lot of, you know, .NET programming and being a software hero and making good money and playing lots of pretend. Yeah. But I'm going to offend you because here's the deal. I was also thinking the other day, talking to somebody, that maybe what I really want to do is just find a woman I'm attracted to, make a deal with her saying, listen, you know, here's what I want and here's what I can give. You stay with me for four years. Stay with me for four years. After four years, you can get this amount of money, get a bonus. You're going to get a stipend anyways. You just have to stay with me for four years, be monogamous. I'll be monogamous. And then if after four years you want to beat bricks, how can I put this? Okay. You know? I think my heart had room for one love in this life, and that's also true. It's not to say that I'm not into women. I am into women. I'm just not really into the other things that pop up. And it's not to say women are bad or women are evil. They're not. This could easily be a rant done by somebody else of a different gender. But relationships and marriage can be a freaking mess. I don't care if you're the man or the woman. It can be a mess. And so I say to myself, why don't I reduce the... No must, no fuss, you know. Get myself that home-style hooker. Make it realistic on the table. Listen, you're probably going to be disappointed by having sex with me, but you're going to have to at least once a week. And you'll have to go to restaurants with me, even if you think I'm disgusting, at least maybe once a week. You'll have to hang out with me and let me touch your boobies. But you'll get paid. Like, you know... Yeah, you'll get paid. And, and, and folks, this is assuming I ever become wealthy. This is not a scenario for hobos. This isn't something hobos or homeless people or people living in the park get to do. No, 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 no. Be happier in the park is what they say. Be happy you're at the park, baby. Anyways, if I offended you or pissed you off, Dan, I can't believe you have that attitude. I don't know. 
the, the likelihood or risk of this ever happening is pretty much zero because I don't have any money. No money, no stay-at-home hooker, but I don't know. you got to think about stuff like this. You know, if you're going to be positive... check something here real quick well today's podcast is going to be briefer than normal but i think that's good too if you've noticed i haven't really been talking a lot about the news um for lots of reasons you know one of the reasons is that one of the big news stories is the ukraine war and i don't think any person i know or have met in person has any better clue of what's going on there than i do If you think the Fox News is telling you the truth, great. If you think CNN is telling you the truth, that's wonderful. If you believe the United States government is telling you the truth about the Ukraine war, I wish I had what you are smoking. And that applies to Putin, too. You know, this is one of those situations where there are no good guys. If anybody thinks I'm a fan of Putin, you're a fool. But the fact is, when you look at the history of not just of this conflict so far, the couple years we've had of it, but you look at at what led up to it, there's a lot of folly and a lot of hubris and a lot of poor decisions on all sides. NATO promised the the former Soviet Union and, and Russia that we would never expand NATO membership past Poland. We promised that about 30 years ago. We broke our promise. I think many Native American ghosts could have told the Russians that. Oh, they never break their promises. And there's evidence that there's, there's been ethnic cleansing in the Ukraine prior to the war for about eight years against ethnic Russians. What's the truth? Who knows? All I know is that If there is conflict going on, the people that are paying for it are the innocent people in the war zone, whether they're Ukrainian, Russian, Polish, or whatever. And the soldiers and the arms manufacturers and the generals, the DOD and the Russian Federation military establishment, they're not the good guys. There are no good guys. The Russians aren't good guys. NATO's not good guys. It looks like a lot of bad people doing bad things to innocent people. And what's frickin' new? So I know I haven't been talking about the news. I couldn't care less about the Ukraine war. If it ends up being some excuse to push the button, how can I also put this? They were always going to do that. They would have come up with a different excuse. Any excuse. This is just the convenient excuse du jour. So yeah, you don't know anything more about the Ukraine war than I do. If you say, well, I met a dude who came back from serving as a mercenary, I don't know if I can believe you really, if you send me that email. And if you say you listen to YouTube and YouTube tells you, well, I've got a YouTube channel that's the whole truth. Yeah, it's on YouTube for a reason, pal. Anywho.
And, and folks, there's a reason why pretty much every YouTube channel of mine gets canceled before I reach, you know, 100, subscri 100 subscribers. It's the same reason. So I don't know what the truth is with the Ukraine war, neither do you. I can surmise it is not good, that the purpose is not good, just as with the monkey herpes COVID and the race war bullshit, the Trump trauma drama, drag queen story hour, just with all the other fear monkeys they're tossing at people, I would surmise that the Ukraine war is probably not hiding anything good. Do I think it's about money laundering? These people haven't had to money launder for, for all intents and purposes since 1913. So no, I don't think it is. Just because periodically there's some controversy about some agency using some bank doesn't mean that's the actual truth. Well, Dan, haven't you ever heard of BCCI? Yes, I have. And when I was a younger bloke, I believed the PSYOP nonsense without thinking. But in retrospect, I think that was the kind of story you float around. Tossing red meat at the people. Oh boy, journalism still works. You know. Oh boy, those journalists, Woodward and Bernstein... As far as the coming election goes, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know or care. Um, I am of the opinion that whatever does happen is probably going to be pretty nutty, but it's hard to say. And as far as the economy goes, you know, this is in many ways the great discontinuity. And so anything could happen, but that doesn't mean anything will happen. Um, so who knows as far as the economy goes? I know people need hope. They need to be told everything's going to be okay. That the grocery store will always be filled. Every fruit, every cherry, every grape, every cereal, and those crackers you like will always be there. But that might not be true either, right? So that's it. I, I haven't really been missing the news that much. I don't think it really matters that much. I'm of the opinion that we're in year four of a five-year window, and I don't know about year six. I, I think, you know, it's a five-year window. What is year six? Who knows? And it could happen before. It could happen any time. And whatever it is, it's what, the, it's what they've been hiding. But do I know specifically what the big scary thing is that I believe is creeping this way? No. No, I don't. I can tell you what I think it isn't. It's not the reset. It's not aliens. It's probably not Bigfoot and the Wookiee invasion, even though I talk about it. It could be that they're going to come up with an excuse for a nuclear war and kill a lot of people that way. Could be could be but then it makes the whole covid monkey herpes thing look stupider like we could have all just gone to sleep some night in let's say october 2019 and most of us wouldn't have woken up we wouldn't have had to deal with any of the fauci you know ridiculous bs we could have avoided a lot of torture and pain maybe it's that maybe even though we cannot know for certain maybe they are building that bloody stage for the antichrist and I gotta say, the scaffolding looks strong. After 2020, after seeing how en enough people, 
in Seattle treated their neighbors, how enough people turned their hearts to stone. <laughs> I think that scaffolding is made out of crystal, you know, some kind of special titanium. It's pretty good. So it could be they're building the bloody stage. So it is Monday, September the 18th. Before I leave you guys, if you want to donate to this podcast, you can. But please listen to the following. Before you donate to anyone, including me, take care of your food, your water, your shelter. Take care of people in your life that I hope you love if they're in your life before you donate money to somebody else. If you are setting aside extra food, let's say six to 12 months worth, (laughs) could be wise, and you've done it for yourself and your children, your family, and you have a pet, think about your pet. Okay, I'm gonna say especially if it's a dog, because that dog will probably protect you in the future in ways that you still don't know about yet. So if you're setting aside food for yourselves, think about the dog, it would probably lay down its life for you. Um, even the little ones will do that sometimes. Probably. They'll do it. It's just, you know, huh? they can only do so much. It's not a Disney movie. And remember, it's not the end of the world. I do think something really ugly is coming, but I didn't say the end of the world. It could be horrible. It could be. History's filled with a lot of horrible shit. Let's not play pretend. So it could be horrible, but it doesn't mean the end of the world. Do I have a suggestion on how to avoid history? Don't exist. That's it. But if you exist in the world, no matter where you live, especially now, you are going to be touched by things that are going on, even if you disconnect. I'm, I'm fairly disconnected here at the park. You know, listening to the wind and the waves. Listen to those pirates at sea. They said, seize the bay. So we seized the bay, and it's women in gold. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, okay? Crazy times, potentially very dangerous times, and yeah, maybe, um, maybe other things as well. But it's not the end of the world. So before you donate to some random schlobo, Scrobo, Groganite, on the internet, any of your hard-earned money, treat yourself, you know? If you've taken care of your food, water, shelter, if you're in a good spot, then why not treat yourself? Why not take a risk? Why not do something you haven't done before? Do something you've been putting off. Why not? Because it's always been the same, okay? People die, and you don't know when you're going to die. Sometimes they die when they're 10 years old. Sometimes they die when they're 100. You don't know when. I don't know when. It doesn't matter the period of history you're in. Why put it off? But if you've done all these things and you still have cocaine, gold, silver, 
bars of titanium and platinum and neobidium and other materials, rare earths, if you, can, if you have properties within your portfolio, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. If you like the podcast and want to donate to it, you can. You can donate as much as you want to or as little as you want to because I know times are hard. But if you're a Texas billionaire, you know, going all pew, pew, thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with my whiskey and my money? Well, well, crap, dude. I can help you right here. Okay, I can help you right here. So for Monday, September the 18th, 2023, Bo Blimp Dock, I'm guessing it's around 1.40, 1.40 p.m., plus or minus, maybe, Pacific Standard Time. I hope you're having a great day. I hope that you get a chance to do something today that makes you happy. I want to tell you to not be afraid, although people do get afraid. I want to tell you everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to be a liar. Things are not going to be okay for a lot of people pretty soon. It could be that tough. But it also doesn't mean that you got to give up. It also doesn't mean that you can't find joy. It also doesn't mean that there aren't ways to live in a tumultuous time and live fully. So live. Don't be afraid to live. People say don't be afraid to die. Don't be afraid to live. As I said in a previous podcast, have a great day.